So I've found that day-old bread, not very exciting. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing like a slice of fresh bread, hot from the oven, you know, put a little butter on there, whatever you like to jam or jelly with. Nothing like a slice of fresh bread, but day-old bread, not so much. Bread that's been around for a while, bread that's getting a little, a little stale, I remember the days uh, when I was a Bible college student over on Marine Drive at Northwest, and in those days, our school wasn't, uh, wasn't rolling in money, and so looking for opportunities to, uh, to save money here and there, and uh, so there was this Christian businessman that owned a bakery of some kind, and he would donate bread for us uh, Bible college students. And that sounds pretty good, but of course, you know, he didn't bring the good bread. <laughs> you know, not the fresh bread. He brought the, you know, the day old, or maybe like the two-day, three-day old bread, the bread that hadn't sold, you know, the bread that had been sitting on the shelf for a while. Glenn, you remember. <laughs> the bread that had been around there, and uh, nobody really wanted it anymore, so I suppose it was good enough for us. Not real exciting, not too appetizing. I mean, there's nothing like fresh bread. You know. But I was thinking about that. I was thinking about the experience of the people of Israel as they were wandering in the wilderness. And God provided their needs every day with the provision of manna that would, would be there when they woke up in the morning. Just this tremendous provision of this bread-like substance, this manna that provided for their needs every single day. As they wandered the wilderness, this, this, uh, they, they were children of the promise. They believed that something better was coming. Another a promised land, something to look forward to, a better place. There certainly had to be something better than this manna. Because, <laughs> you know, Gets a little tiresome after a while. Every day, the same old thing. Back when I was a, a student at that college in those days, uh, I had uh, well, Keith Green was a popular Christian singer, and he came out with this album called "So You Want to Go Back to Egypt." And there was this funny song in there where he was describing the the children of Israel, and they're complaining about this this manna that got a little bit ordinary. I mean, there's probably a lot of things you can, you can do with manna, you know. He's saying, uh, uh, you know, manna pancakes, manna waffles, uh, banana bread. <laughs> but it gets a little tiresome after a while. Of course, God, according to Acts 16, God meant it as a test as the people waited for the promise. But it's a long time sometimes. It feels like a long time slogging in the wilderness, waiting for the promise, waiting for these things to, that we're expecting uh, to become actual. We get ahead of ourselves sometimes, don't we? We, we want the thing that is out there in, that, that's promised to us, the thing that has not yet come. We, we want the promise before we fully learned our lessons. But that hunger, 
That hunger is a good thing. It's okay. This is why Jesus calls us to ask. To ask. Because it's good to desire the promise. Give us this day our daily bread. Ask God today for what he promises forever. The text that I was assigned, verse 11 here, is pretty straightforward. It's simple, just a few words. Give us today our daily bread. So, uh, you know, we could wrap this up pretty quickly because I think we already understand what it means and we could move on. But I thought that you maybe expected more than a five-minute sermon. So I I thought it might be, no, you're good. We could go home. Uh, well, I did prepare a little bit more here. I, I, th- I thought we could read a little more widely through uh, that text and set this verse in its context. Give us this day our daily bread. In, this is set in the context, of course, of the Lord's Prayer, God's, or, or Jesus' model prayer for us. And then that, in fact, is set in the larger context of the Sermon on the Mount, which teaches a lot, us a lot about God's ex- expectation for us as we live here on earth as it is in heaven. And so we want to read this verse in the light of that. And as I was trying to read that way and think that way, I saw a series of transitions that I think are interesting to observe. A series of transitions that that move from one uh, sort of way of being to another that I think are helpful for us uh, to observe. Uh, The transition from heaven to earth, from yours to ours, from today to forever. So, so we think first about this heaven and earth thing. The, the text describes how our Father is in heaven. Right? That's where, uh, where God is in his objective being, his transcendent being, located in heaven. Holy is his name. We are called to pray that, and, and I know you went over this last week, so you can consider this review. <laughs> we, are, we are called to pray that his kingdom would come where? On earth. How? As it is in heaven. So the substance of this prayer is that the kingdom that is experienced even now in heaven, the fullness of the reign of God, unimpeded, unhindered, the absolute perfection of the creator, transcendent God, as it's experienced under his kingly rule in heaven, that we would act in such ways that something of that would be experienced here on earth. That we would pray and that we would act such that his kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. And that has all kinds of, of implications as we were, we were thinking about last week. So when we think about God's provision here, our daily needs, our, the, the need of the day, what we're asking for in context is that the God who has provided completely and fully in heaven 
would bring that same heart, that same concern, that same sense of provision into our experience here on this day. On this day. So we're not asking for day-old bread here. We're asking for the fresh stuff. (laughs) The good stuff. The heaven stuff. That we would know that on earth, as it is in heaven, today, this day. Give us that, Lord. Give us this day, our daily bread, just like it is in heaven. And literally have goosebumps. from yours to ours. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. The prayer starts with this, uh, this appreciation for, this understanding of, this expression of the holiness of God and his kingdom. And that's where we start before we ever get around to thinking about our own needs, our own debts, our own temptations, our own transgressions. That's how the prayer is built. Yours, then ours. Thy kingdom come. Hallowed be your name. And then, Lord, can we talk about our needs? (laughs) Our debts, our transgressions, our struggles, our daily needs. I think this is right for a couple of reasons. It's right because... Obviously, God is the provider. And so we start with the one who makes the provision and then look to the ones who need the provision, that being us, right? So that's just logical. God is the provider. He is God in heaven, the creator of all things, the one who holds all things in his hand, who knows the name of everybody, counts the hairs on your head, owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I mean, God, (laughs) right, in heaven. And he's the one who provides out of that abundance, out of that wealth, out of that understanding, out of that knowledge of truth, out of that that knowledge that knows exactly what kind of bread we need today. We start with him and we move from yours to ours. Our needs, our concerns, our debts, temptations, transgressions need for forgiveness. But we start with him for a second reason as well. And and, and that is it's just right to respect the Holy One first. Hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. Which has all kinds of implications as I'm sure you've talked about when I was away last week. I mean the the holiness of God describes his, his otherness his complete, absolute otherness. He is not us. He stands above us, beyond us, transcendent over us. The the absolute expression of perfection, hallowed, is his name. And by his name, we understand his very being. We start there. 
in, in expressing our appreciation of his holiness, then and only then can we begin to think about the stuff that we need. And that's just a really important thing to remember when we pray. Like, like I've just seen it so often in church life, in Christian community, that we go to prayer and the first thing we ask ourselves is generally, who's sick? <laughs> you know? And then we go from there to all the other kinds of needs that we have. And we've got to remember that while God cares about those things, and he really does, and while God will provide for those things, and he really will, we've got to start with him and his holiness from yours, your kingdom, your holiness, your will to ours, our needs, our debts, our transgressions, our daily bread. From heaven to earth, from yours to ours, from today to forever, give us this day, this day, our daily bread. Well, I want to make sure we understand here that this a concern for bread today is not out of any uncertainty about God's ability to provide for us tomorrow. But this is the expression of the constancy of God. The God, as we sang, and thank you for leading us to sing this, <laughs> the God whose mercies are new every morning. Lamentations 3. Great is his faithfulness. It's new. It's fresh. Out of the oven. Today. And tomorrow, as Jesus taught us, tomorrow I'll have enough trouble of its own. Right? And God will be faithful in that day. Just like he is today. This isn't us saying, oh Lord, you know, like, give us what we need today and, and, and more so, and be about, because you've got to save up for the more. And remember what happened to the manna, you know, when they tried to keep it, when they were afraid that it might run out the next day. And they were fearful that the God who had provided for them just might not have it in him to provide tomorrow as well. And so they kept the manna. They, they, they hid it away, and it, you know what happened? It, it grew to, to rot and stink and grow putrid. God will provide you for tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll ask for that. But give us this day our daily bread. And we understand that when God gives us bread today, He's, he's investing in eternity. Because what we receive from God today is just, it's like the Bible calls it like a first fruit. It, it's like the, the down payment. It's, it's just a little taste of what we are going to receive in abundance 
forever. Forever. In the care of God in heaven. From heaven to earth, from yours to ours, from today to forever. Ask God for that. Give us this day our daily bread. Ask God today for what he promises forever. Some of you will remember Stanley Grenz, who used to teach at Regent. I, I remember an article he wrote that just stuck with me. I've never been able to forget it. It was just a simple little thing he put in. It was published in Christianity Today about prayer. And there was a phrase or an expression in there that just stuck with me. He said, prayer is laying hold of God's willingness. That's good. Laying hold of God's willingness. I mean, you could keep reading into chapter 7, verse 9. And it describes God as a father, a good father, just like we sang. A good, good father. And when his children come, his son asks for bread, what do you think? Can it give him a stone? No. It's going to give him bread. Fresh bread. Enough for the need of the day. None of these stones. Like, I'm a father. And I'm, I try to be like my heavenly father as it deals with, with my children. I don't have the abundance that God has, especially when we were younger. I, I didn't have a huge amount to give. And my kids would come and ask me for something. And, and it was in my heart to give them that good thing that they wanted, assuming it was a good thing. <laughs> assuming it was going to nourish them. You know, assuming we're talking about bread here. <laughs> you know, the stuff that that nourishes life and sustains us. My children ask for something good like that from me. It's in my heart to give it to them. To just give it to them. I mean, I got to be wise about it. Right? I mean, I'm not just going to like give them everything they need for the next 10 years. No, I'll give it, I'll give it as it's needed, right? And as I'm able Maybe on a daily basis. Because right? I'm trying to teach them something. I'm trying to train them to have confidence in the provision of the Father. And, and, and you know, as a Christian father, beyond that, to the provision of our God in heaven, our heavenly Father. And this is God. He loves us. He's not playing with us. He's not messing with us. He's not, he's not toying with us. He's loving us. And when we ask for a good thing, a nourishing thing, a sustaining thing, when we ask him for bread, he's going to give it to us. He's not going to give us a stone. 
He's not going to mess with us like that because he loves us. He really, really loves us. I don't think we have any idea how much he loves us. How much he wants to just give us good things. To see us prosper. To see us joyful. To see us full and fed and and nourished and sustained and loved. I mean, he understands how to do that perfectly. And he knows what we need for this day. And he'll provide that for this day. And in doing that, he's testing us. He's teaching us patience. He's helping us grow. And all of that is an expression of his love for us. And you think about what it cost him. I mean, sometimes as a human father, I'm afraid to give what my kids ask because I'm afraid of what it costs. And I'm not always sure I want to pay the price. But our God loved us so much that he paid the price. And this was expensive bread. It cost him his son. This bread. This bread is my body broken for you. Bread is a pretty good metaphor for the physical nature of God in the person of Jesus Christ. God who came from heaven to earth in the person of Jesus and took on a body with all that 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 implied. When we take this bread and eat it, we remember not only that he loved us, but that he was willing to be broken for us. Lord, give us this bread. The bread that saves us. The bread that redeems us. The bread that will sustain us, not only for this day, but for forever. My wife has a hobby. She likes to bake bread. And I benefit from her hobby. (laughs) It's pretty cool. In fact, I was out this morning getting ready, you know, praying and walking and thinking about all of this. And um, I came back in this morning and guess what? (laughs) The smell of fresh bread (laughs) wafting through our apartment. She's really good at it. And I'm going to get to enjoy it this afternoon. <laughs> Fresh bread. Now that day old stuff, you know. <laughs> There's nothing like uh, 
you know, you want a sandwich, and, and you go look, and, and, and all you got is that stale bread. Or you got to go to the freezer and thaw out the bread, and it's okay, but it's just not quite this. Yeah. I'm going to have fresh bread today. Yeah. There, there's cheaper ways we could do this. There are easier ways. I mean, Karen doesn't make bread because we're trying to save money or because we're trying to save time. Because we could go right across the street to the grocery store that is like two minutes from our door and we buy all the bread we want. But none of it can touch this bread for its freshness and its taste, its nourishment, its sustaining value. Give me some of that. You have to ask. You have to ask. I mean, Karen will sometimes surprise me with this bread, and that's awesome, like this morning. But you know what I think she really likes? You could ask her. (laughs) But I think she really likes it when I ask for it. Because when I ask for it, I'm showing her that I value it. And that I appreciate it. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Ask God today for what he promises forever. Some of us have been. Some of, been, some of us have been asking for a long time. And some of us have daily needs that are acute. We're we're not just talking about bread here. And I want to tell you that no matter how long you've asked and and no matter how long you've, you've, you've been looking to God for his promise, I can assure you that he will give you today, today, what you need to be nourished for this day as a first fruit for what he will give you forever in his heaven. He's good that way. He he loves you that way. Whatever it is, whatever you need, just ask. Just ask. Lord, Lord, there's lots of things in this world we want. We're so amazed how often out of your abundance and out of your love and grace that you give us those things that we merely want. The way you give us things that we haven't even had the wisdom to know that we want. 
But today, Lord, we want to thank you for the way that you have shown yourself faithful to provide for us those things we actually need. The bread of life. Now that's an awesome nickname for you, for your son, the bread of life. And so, Lord, we ask this morning, we've been asking all morning long, that you would give us this day, this day, what we need for today. And we will be faithful to the lesson, Lord. We will, we will learn to be content. We will strive to be patient. But we know, Lord, that those things that you provide for us today is just a foretaste of what you've promised for us forever. And we look forward to receiving that. In your time, we'll be patient, Lord. You'll need to give us strength, but we'll be patient. And we will wait. And we will enjoy what you have for us today for it will be enough to satisfy our hunger and to meet the need of the day. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.